0: Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast brother.
1: And sister.
0: Sisters, brothers, everybody <laughs> out there who's listening, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the listens.
1: Thank you.
0: Very much appreciated. This is episode eight. Mm-hmm. The search for Shannon Moore. <laughs>
1: oh, my God.
0: <laughs> because we what with the titles? Combine. Emulsify amalgamate (laughs) that's the word i was looking for (laughs) amalgamation between one tree hill and the wonderful world of wrestling federation brother i am sean harris
1: and i am aaron kosker
0: and we are here to bring you the world's first ever podcast that amalgamates professional wrestling with one tree hill
1: he's so proud of it
0: there's yeah there's literally no <laughs> other podcast out there that does what we do that's we true. are pioneers we are trailblazers we are the first and only mm-hmm. so again thank you so much for the support and the listens and all the comments and everything everybody that's been messaging me who wants to be guests on the show maybe one day we'll see and please check us out on Spotify, mm-hmm. Amazon Music, Deezer, iHeartRadio,
1: Stitcher,
0: Google Podcasts, whatever the fuck they do. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, all the streaming services, and check us out on TikTok and Instagram at at hmm So we tend to go back and forth. We kind of switch it up each episode. One episode, we usually start with... One Tree Hill, one episode we start with wrestling. So this episode, we get to go right in to professional wrestling, brother!
1: I mean, in a way, it's kind of like how I like to eat, you know? I eat my least favorite thing on the plate first, Mm -hmm. and then I eat my most favorite part on the plate last. Mm -hmm. So we get to finish the episode, finish the plate with the best part.
0: You're a psychopath. December (laughs) 16th, episode of Monday Night Raw. Things are starting to kick off a little bit here because we're getting now officially into Royal Rumble season. Now we're running promos for Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. It is my favorite event of the year, and I think after you watch the 97 Royal Rumble, it'll be your favorite event of the year as well.
1: Okay. Royal
0: Rumble is the best. 30 men, two men start, a new guy comes in every... We call it Titan time. It's supposed to be every two minutes. Another guy comes in. They do a countdown. Another guy comes in. You eliminate your opponent by throwing them over the top rope. Both heat fit the hit I'm the not going to
1: remember this. <laughs> remember
0: it. It's super easy. They they remind you at the Royal Rumble like 10 million times what the rules are. Just oh, I'm so sure. You know.
1: But like from now until then, I'm not going
0: to remember. It's pretty simple rules, honestly. Last guy. It's a battle royal. You ever play like Fortnite or any of those no. dumb games where it's just like there's no, 100 guys? No, because they're
1: dumb. Why exactly. would I play them? Exactly.
0: But you know the idea is like they throw... 100 people on an island and they all kill each other and the last one standing wins. It's basically what the Royal Kind of Rumble like is. The Bachelor. exactly, Or The
1: Bachelorette. Exactly <laughs> brother. You have to tell me in terms or that shows or whatever that I will understand or relate to or anything like that. Fair. That's how you get me.
0: Sure. So it's like a battle royal style. It starts with 25 bachelors trying to win the heart of The Bachelorette and each week Somebody gets eliminated. Somebody gets thrown over the top rope and both their feet hit the floor. So that's Mm -hmm. what the Royal Rumble is. Two guys start and whoever is the last person at the end gets the world title shot at WrestleMania. So Royal Rumble, one of the biggest events of the year, probably second biggest behind WrestleMania. It's basically the big setup for WrestleMania. It starts the road to WrestleMania It is the biggest show of the year. But Royal Rumble is the setup to that. So now we're in Royal Rumble season. Everybody's getting ready for the Rumble. Everybody is...
1: How many times can he say Royal Rumble?
0: Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble.
1: over and over and over again.
0: I'm going to put it home that the Royal Rumble is my favorite event of the year. And Uh most people's favorite event of the year. Just because it's such an awesome concept.
1: How many episodes technically, like for us, away is the
0: Royal Rumble? Uh, Probably about... Three or four. I would, okay. eh, maybe five at the most, I would say. It's mid-January, and we're in mid-December. So, yeah, probably about four weeks of TV. So, yeah, four episodes maybe. Okay, uh, And then the next one w- would be the Royal Rumble. And I'm just going to keep saying Royal Rumble because it's so much fun to say. <sighs> it's a battle royal, Royal Rumble, brother. And everybody starts announcing their candidacy for royal rumble they declare that they're in the match so the guys who declare their candidacy for the match they're the ones you got to watch out for because those are the guys that the company actually cares to tell people that they're in the match so they're kind of the front runners in the match so the first segment of the show brett the hitman heart is out and of course he's fucking pissed off this yeah. isn't like Kissing babies and high fiving little kids and a big smile on his face, Brett the Hitman heart. This is, I'm fucking pissed. I'm done with your shit. I should have beat Sid last night. And that prissy boy,
1: yeah, prissy boy, <laughs> Shawn Michaels. That was funny.
0: That prissy boy, Shawn Michaels, uh, cost him the match. That was Sid. so
1: funny. When he said that I was like <laughs> Are you, Really? Now this I guess is, this is the nineties.
0: <laughs> now trying not to spoil here, but going forward, Shawn Michaels and Brett the Hitman's Heart uh, Brett the Hitman Heart's rivalry will possibly go outside of what's on television. Okay. Meaning behind the scenes. Okay. They don't actually fucking like each other.
1: I kind of figured. Yeah, it's kind of like you have those coworkers, and you are like buddy buddy with them when you are mm. at work, but behind the scenes, you hate their guts, and they hate you. And there is a thing you have to you have kind to of get, save face for. Gotta get along work, yeah. But otherwise, you want to go wanna... out in the parking lot and beat each other up.
0: Exactly, and sometimes these backstage problems show themselves on television as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm so sure there's they would
0: not only the on screen drama, but there is a lot of off screen drama as well, and now it is starting to rear its head a little bit more.
1: I have to make a note, yeah, there is potentially some drama behind the scenes for certain One Tree Hill characters mm-hmm. or p- actors and yep. stuff. Um, either with crew members or other oh, actors. Okay. But they hide that there's drama extremely well. Really? Unlike wrestlers. Interesting. <laughs> oh,
0: you never know. How would you know? Hmm? You don't. So Brett's out here. Jim Ross is interviewing him. He's fucking straight pissed off. He literally got screwed last night. He got screwed out by fucking oh, sean michaels got screwed, right. oh he got screwed <laughs> and he's gonna get screwed mightily going forward but that's neither here or there for another year <laughs> but he calls out hbk he mm-hmm. calls out stone cold he calls out sid he calls out george the animal steel he calls out macho man randy savage he calls out hillbilly jim he calls out <laughs> He doesn't call out those guys. But he calls out most of the guys. And he does announce his candidacy for the Royal Rumble. But the hilarious thing is, Brett says he's going to go on commentary for this match that's coming up. It's that final match. It's uh, the match that was supposed to happen a little while ago between Stone Cold Steve Austin. Glass shatters. And Vader.
1: Darth Vader.
0: Darth Vader. (laughs) Brett's going on commentary. (laughs) And he says, and I quote, I will not interfere and I will not do anything physically. I'm just going to sit there and enjoy the wrestling Uh and mind my own damn business. And when anybody ever says something like that, you got about a 99. Bullshit.
1: I call bullshit.
0: You got about a 99.9% chance of it actually going through and him staying there and doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's wrestling, brother. (laughs) So we have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus
1: Darth Vader that's
0: right and it's the tough man competition just like <laughs> the tough man competition that Austin and Mankind had which still don't understand what a tough man competition is I feel that every single match in wrestling is a tough man competition literally unless it's two women then it's a tough woman competition but be that as it may it's a hella match like it starts out real hot Austin hits a nice
1: here's something I realized
0: press, yes what?
1: I'm sorry. What? um Something I realized. What? Where are the actual women wrestlers? Like, yeah, there's women that are there and stuff, and they may have wrestled at some point. Sure. But why are there no women mm-hmm. matches?
0: Okay. Let me explain that to you. At this point in time in the business, a couple years prior, there was a women's division. Mm -hmm. Alundra, there was a.
1: Velvet wrestled in the women's division. In the
0: 80s, though. Yeah. Uh, But a couple years prior to this, there was a women's division, and the champion of the division was a wrestler named Alundra Blaze. She was the women's champion. She was kind of the face of the women's division, okay? Mm -hmm. So she left the company. She left WWF. She went to WCW, the competition. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, all those guys. Scott Hall, Mm -hmm. Kevin Nash, all those guys. She went to the competition. When she debuted on WCW Monday Nitro, she showed up with the WWF women's belt on WCW TV and threw it in the trash can live on TV through okay. one of WWF's title belts in the garbage. Okay. Her first ever debut on that show. Okay. So their number one face of the women's division of WWF jumped ship and basically pissed on them and their belt said, fuck you guys. So Vince McMahon basically said, well, I guess there's no women division now. That They don't really have a face for the women's division or have many other women wrestlers. And they really didn't. They didn't have much talent. Oh, okay. So for a while there, and in this time, there were just kind of valets. There were managers. They didn't really have matches. Time to time, there would be managers or uh, women uh, wrestlers. But you wouldn't have many women's matches around this time. And they didn't reinstitute the women's championship belt, I think until 1998, if I'm not mistaken. So it's it's still another year and a bit away before they reinstitute the women's title. Hmm. But, spoiler alert, I'm not going to give it away, but there is a woman coming soon that's going to completely change the face of wrestling. Okay. Yes. So back on the saddle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Darth Vader, Fez Press, austin's jumping off the apron and they're going they have a hell of a match it's a really good match for how long it was quite quite short match but austin was on fucking fire here best spot of the match in the actual match vader takes down austin goes up for his finisher the vader bomb so he goes to the second rope and then he's gonna like jump off and do like a kind of a belly flop kind of thing on austin austin gets up And fucking throws the biggest, hardest, low blow, just fucking punches (laughs) the shit out of Vader's balls. And Vader basically (laughs) no sells it. So I guess he had like a testicular removal or something because he didn't even fucking sell the low blow. But it was a hella low blow. Like he was full force, just bam, fucking uppercut right to the fucking testes. And yeah, Vader didn't sell it. But it was a hilarious, hilarious spot to watch but they're kind of going back and forth. How long do you think Bret Hart's promise of not getting involved lasted?
1: Oh, God, I didn't <laughs> even keep track. I was
0: I'd was. say all of about three or four minutes. Yeah,
1: it was pretty short.
0: I would say about three minutes. He came in. He fucking chop-blocked Stone Cold Steve Austin, so he literally pays back Austin with the thing that Austin did to him at and to Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Tassel, Tassel boots boots. At the pay-per-view, and he puts Austin in a sharpshooter and keeps it on there. Oh, yeah, Forever just to
1: take ages. Oh, he's
0: fucking grinding the shit out of Austin. Like just got him in the sharpshooter forever. What
1: a liar. I'm not going to interfere. I'm not going (laughs) to do this. I'm not going to (laughs) do liar.
0: That's the thing is Bret Hart has never been like this before. Ever since he had his layoff and he's come back, he's been very different. He's not the baby face that people remember him has. He's starting to have some more heel tendencies with this, which is very interesting But yeah, it gives the chop block, the sharpshooter, which hilariously enough, Austin doesn't get disqualified for uppercutting Vader's balls, which he did right in front of the referee, which should be a disqualification. But Vader gets disqualified for Brett interfering on his behalf. (laughs) Once again, professional wrestler referees. Are shit. Are completely They're completely fucking useless. How many refs does it take this time to get Brett off of Austin with the sheriff? Wasn't shooter? there four of I them? Think there was four of them there, plus agents. I think Pat Patterson and oh, fucking Renee Goulet and Tony Garcia. There's probably about seven of them trying to pull <laughs> Brett off of Austin. <laughs> it just kept going. Oh god! But it is showing the frustration that Brett is having. That he's kind of sick of the shit, and you've never seen this from Brett before. Uh, he does, he basically never really had these heel tendencies since he came in and debuted as a heel on a tag team. But since then he's been the face of all baby faces.
1: Yeah. And then I was hearing like this chant going on. It sounded Mm -hmm. like porn in front. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. That didn't make sense to me. Porn in front. Porn in front.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, Jim Cornette is the manager for Vader. He's the guy on the outside. He has the tennis racket. He's like the southern dude. Oh, I'm pretty I sure they're saying Cornette sucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Not porn in front. Porn in
1: front. <laughs> Cornette sucks.
0: Cornette sucks. Porn in front. Yeah, I can kind of see the yeah, distinction. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so from one hilarious spot to the other, we've got... Oh, a real banger tag team match Between the Godwins and gasoline and shaving cream <laughs> And when I say banger, oh, I mean Why the God. fuck would we ever wash this shit?
1: Yeah, and they're facing the hillbilly fuckers
0: The hillbilly fuckers, that's right Phineas and Henry Godwin.
1: They're so lame I think- I, Like, their names, too I don't I don't like him
0: I also like how Jim Ross called Henry Godwin The brains of the outfit <laughs> So I guess he <laughs> has two brain cells, as opposed to Phineas, oh who has Lord. one singular brain cell. The only good thing about this match was... The doctor will see you now. Oh my goodness, this bad
1: bitch again the doctor bitch
0: (laughs) it's another (gasps) doctor bitch distraction which is the only good reason to have tag team matches like this so we can get that sound effect in the fucking podcast (laughs) oh god now there's no way that shaving cream ramon is gonna get (laughs) either of these guys up for the razor's edge so he gets reversed into a slop drop yes the Phineas uh the Phineas Godwins of the world and the Henry Godwins of the world tend to name their finishers after slop
1: that's disgusting because they're hog
0: farmers why like so 1996 it's hilarious uh, but gasoline gets in the ring fake diesel and he actually gets Phineas up for the big
1: huge like, dude, he's a big
0: dude. He's a big dude. He's a big, big dude.
1: I'd probably go up to, like, if he's standing with his arms straight down at his, sa- like, sides, yeah. I'd probably go up to his wrist. Yeah, if you're lucky.
0: <laughs> and you want to know what's funny, too? What? This guy, Glenn Jacobs, mm-hmm. he's also a mayor now. <laughs> he's the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee.
1: Of course. Yeah. Of course.
0: He's actually highly educated. He was like a former uh, grade school teacher, highly educated uh, university student. It's just
1: very funny that a former wrestler would be a mayor <laughs> Jesse the Body
0: Ventura was the governor of Minnesota. Oh, lordy. Yeah. So now this is obviously a character that we don't really look so fondly on Glenn Jacobs, but we will. Some other characters down the line so they actually get the win somehow i don't even understand how these guys get tv time let alone wins
1: well i mean they were versing the hillbilly fox so of course they're gonna win
0: but they i don't think they'll be in the company very much longer so i don't know really what they're doing they're just kind of spinning their wheels no one really gives a shit about them that's the thing
1: yeah but no one gives a shit about the hillbilly fox do they
0: fair enough not really unless you're from like arkansas or some shit but they're lame. the thing about reactions for wrestlers is you want a lot of cheers or you want a lot of booze. Booze are okay. Cheers are okay. But what you don't want is when you come out and you can hear a fucking pin drop. When nobody makes a peep when you walk out and whenever True. you do anything... Uh, it's not going to be a good night for you because no one no one cares. Yeah. No one wants to see you.
1: Everyone's just like at, looking. At least if they're, well, at, they didn't have yeah. cell phones really back then to like mm-hmm. scroll social media and be like this is dumb. Yeah. Like when we went to that wrestling thing in Abbotsford mm-hmm. here, I literally was on my phone the whole time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I went with you and Layla just because, you know, it was like a thing that we were doing together. Sure. But it wasn't quite my cup of tea. And if it was like a little interesting, yeah, I paid attention a bit. But for the most part, to me, it's not the that The card wasn't the greatest. There wasn't
0: a lot of great guys there, except for Ugh. Aiden English.
1: Ew. Your I favorite. I hate him.
0: <laughs> the singing wrestler, Aiden English. Luckily, we won't really get to where he comes in. That's Thank way, God. way, way, way down the line.
1: Because I'd have to call it quits on this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now. We have a promo now. <laughs> <laughs> I am the master and the ruler of the end. Uh, Psycho Sid.
1: I okay, it's really funny because they obviously like, you know, turn down his mic or whatever because he's so loud but then he goes then he's so, so quiet. quiet that you can't even hear what he's saying it's like oh
0: my god can't even hear a damn thing he says and he goes on about how he thrives on adversity i don't on i don't even remember a time when he was going through adversity he know. he's beaten bret hart now he's beaten Shawn michaels now although through some underhanded tactics
1: yeah what a dick
0: so Sid's how, how long, how much longer do you think Sid really has with the belt? Because it feels like there's other guys that should be champion Max, right now.
1: like two months.
0: Two months, okay. Do you think Shawn Michaels beats him at Royal Rumble for the world title in I don't front of know. his I hometown don't think so. fans? 157,000 people in the fucking Alamo s- Dome. <laughs> I don't,
1: I don't think so. No. I think because obviously... They want to play up the storyline a little longer, right? So they're not just going to make him give it up that quickly. Mm -hmm. They're going to go at least a few months, two or three months tops. Let it play out, and then it gets taken away, but I don't think it'll be Shawn Michaels.
0: Mm, Okay. All right. Another prediction from Aaron. A pre-dick Shawn.
1: Wow. (laughs)
0: And then we get to a Shawn Michaels promo as well. He talks about how there's 71,000 seats in the Alamo Dome. I think there's probably closer to 179,000 seats.
1: Oh, God. He was raised in a fucking barn.
0: Why was he raised in a barn?
1: He's like chewing with his mouth open. <laughs> he's got gum in his mouth and he's chewing with his mouth open. Yeah, he looks like he's, like he's chewing on some cud or something. raised in a fucking barn. <laughs>
0: disgusting well, san antonio texas i'm sure they have plenty of barns and ranches and horses and all no, sorts of I'm stuff sure. over there so yeah, he is definitely like a cowboy per se <laughs> but he goes and so brett had his promo where he took down sean earlier in the night mm-hmm. now hbk is going on about how he's not gonna cry and whine like brett hart likes to mm. Mm. interesting very interesting
1: y'all are pussies they're prissies prissy pussies (laughs) <laughs>
0: then we get Yeah, prissy pussies Then we get to another fucking tag team match uh, That doesn't even lame have
1: Fox versus even lamer
0: Fox, <laughs> And we don't even get a Dr. Bitch distraction in this match either
1: A.K.A. Erin's gonna play a game on her phone the entire match Because this <laughs> is just I'm gonna play boring. a game on my phone because
0: it's pretty shit Why
1: don't we just fast forward those
0: ones <laughs> Yeah, we really should In the event that maybe something cool happens You never know, but probably not Probably not But you not. don't want to miss anything Doug Furness, Philip LaFont against Dr. X, and the wrestling plumber, T.L. Hopper. Nah. And he has the butt crack and everything. No,
1: he didn't. He had a tucked in shirt. Oh, I know
0: he had a tucked in, but in his vignettes for when he debuted, he did the whole plumber crack thing. Uh, yeah, so.
1: My brother is a plumber.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he and does. He yeah, the
1: embraces the plumber crack. You got to wear that shit,
0: dude. It's great. The plumber crack. You got to wear it, brother.
1: Wear it with pride.
0: Another promo. We've had a Brett promo. We've had a fucking Sid promo. We've had a Shawn Michaels promo. Now we have a fucking Billy Gunn promo. Oh, God. Scissor bitch.
1: Scissor bitch.
0: Scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> Billy now on his singles run, and he is facing his brother, Bart Gunn, in the main event. Yes. Scissor bitch is scissor brother.
1: Scissor brother. (laughs) They're the scissor bros.
0: They're the scissor bros, but this is 25 years before scissor bros. Mm -hmm. And Bart Gunn isn't even a scissor bro by the time Mm -hmm. scissor is anything, so... This is at a time when they tried to push Billy and Bart a little bit as single stars. You can probably guess where that's going to go. They're Mm -hmm. take team guys through and through. They always will be. That's just the way it is. Karate fighters.
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Now, I am more than excited to see this final Karate Fighters matchup between Jerry the King Lawler and Sable just because maybe they won't fucking put Karate Fighters on the fucking show anymore.
1: Yes, please (laughs) be done with it. Please
0: be fucking done with this shit.
1: So, so stupid.
0: The final fucking Karate Fighters match, Jerry the King Lawler, Sable. Mm -hmm. Hunter Hearst Helmsley is in Jerry the King Lawler's corner. Bone Marrow. Ew. Marvelous, fabulous, wild man, Mark Marrow, in the corner of Sable. Sable wins. Of course. I think she was using Stonehead. I'm not sure. Jerry the King Lawler obviously wants a rematch right away. And what happens when <laughs> you get... Wrestlers in a ring doing something other than wrestling, an arm wrestling competition, a weightlifting competition, a karate fighters match, a fucking stare down, a fucking body contest, a fucking this and that. What happens? They start fucking fighting. Of course. Because <laughs> it's fucking professional wrestling. So they start double teaming Mark Mero, mm-hmm. And who comes to the rescue? <laughs>
1: Ah, the Chicken McNugget.
0: Are you starting to grow an affinity for Chicken McNugget Gold Dust? No. No?
1: No? Not yet? No. No? He will never beat Tassel Boots for my
0: heart. No, I'm not saying beating British Bulldog for your heart, but like... No. Slow no? No. No, that's just a hard no. Gold yeah. Dust comes out and he pulls a fucking mankind, gets in the ring, and trips fucking Sable as he gets in the <laughs> fucking ring. Yep. <laughs> what is it with like sneak attacks and just people tripping and shit on sneak attacks?
1: I mean This is fucking two I shows would in a row. Trip.
0: That's you though. <laughs> this is two shows in a row where sneak attacks have turned into big gigantic trips.
1: It's great. And not just like it.
0: triple H, but actual trips. And then after this beatdown, Goldust and Jerry the King Lawler and Jerry goes on about. Now, this has been this big question about Goldust since he came in. They don't know what he is. Is he gay? Is he not? Is he androgynous? Damn it. Well, they get their answer. He is not gay. He is perfectly straight. And then he punches Jerry the King Lawler right in the fucking face for even asking him.
1: And then he touches the table touches <laughs> it, and it crumbles. That was a shittily constructed table.
0: How, like...
1: My dad could have done a much better job, and it would have lasted years.
0: They... They did this whole karate fighters thing on the table. They fought around the table, and all it took was gold dust to just lay a feather touch with one finger, and it fucking exploded.
1: It <laughs> <That> was terrible. <laughs> I made Sean rewind like a I few times. And I'm like, you have to watch this. This watch is hilarious. Over. Yeah,
0: I have to watch it over again. It's pretty hilarious. He barely fucking touches the shit, and it completely falls apart.
1: Ugh.
0: Hilarious. Goldust though he's been a heel his entire run Now it seems like he's starting to show a little bit more Face tendencies he's going after Some of the heels so we'll see kind of Where that goes Hmm. Season's greetings From the WWF we get The season's greetings Song that was
1: so Funny (laughs) It's like a jingle
0: bells Christmas carol but it's like Professional wrestling eyes Brother it was actually pretty Funny too I gotta get the sound bite of that and we gotta try to play that at the end of the episode. We
1: are. Yeah. That's what we're I, doing. I gotta
0: find it. It's it's fucking great. I love it. So we, happen. so we roll into the main event here. It's stay fucking, tuned.
1: That's oh, what yeah. you're gonna hear at the end of the
0: episode. Well, I guess I better fucking find it now because, you know, I got some work to do. <laughs> Billy Gun, Bart Gun, Main Event. Does, scissor
1: bitch and Scissor Bitch's brother.
0: Yeah. Hilariously enough because they've been a tag team for so long and they've had... Tag teams usually have the same theme song. So they come out, and even if they're having singles matches, (laughs) they'll have the same theme song. So when they go singles, obviously usually one guy keeps... The theme song, and then the other guy gets a different song, or what have you. you but
1: would, it would make sense. Totally to makes have fucking a sense. Different song. Totally
0: makes sense. But <laughs> in this main event, Bark Gun comes out with his <laughs> 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 fucking smoking gun song, and then they cut the music, and then they ding, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it's Billy Gunn so goes out it's the same funny. fucking song. <laughs>
1: I'm like, am I? hearing this right
0: they really don't seem to be trying hard with the singles around for either guy because a they keep being in tag team matches and b they can't even give them their own fucking theme music
1: so dumb so
0: and you know what the real you know who the real mvp of this show is cotton candy man
1: (laughs) (laughs) every time it's like oh there's the cotton candy guy
0: fucking cotton candy man Again, a nothing match. I don't know why this is the main event. It doesn't really make any sense. But be that as it may, either way, the match ends. Because Bart gives a little stun gun onto the top rope of Billy. Billy takes a pretty bad spill, goes down. Looks like he hurt his neck. It was pretty ugly. That looked really bad. Didn't look good. Now they're trying to... Uh, a worked shoot kind of thing where, yeah, it didn't look good. Maybe he is actually hurt like in real life or maybe it's just storyline. You don't really know the way they're acting. And then, of course, the guy's wives come into the ring, like Bart and Billy's wives come into the ring. Bart's looking distraught because, yeah, it is his brother. So he's worried about him. But, yeah, the show literally just ends after this, cuts to black after just kind of looking like Billy has a serious injury. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. so it's, We'll see. It's a little bit of a dark ending to it. Didn't really see that coming. But I do have an important question for you. And it is now that the Royal oh Rumble God. Is, is coming This is all up. he's going to talk about. Dude, it's the fucking Royal Rumble. It's the most important <sighs> shit ever. The Royal Rumble. I want your top three predictions Top Four. three? Top three guys who you think will win the oh, thirty rude. man over the top rope Royal Rumble. You can give me your number one and you can give me two other guys you think could possibly win it. Who is your number one with a bullet, without a doubt? Tassel who- Boots. <laughs> 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 you know what? After showing at the pay per view, he was looking pretty good, so I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That prediction because he is already He's a tag my man. team champ. He's your boy. I mean, if he was still alive, he probably would have dumped me by now and would have <laughs> left me for fucking British Bulldog. Go and have
1: some uh, fish and chips Go with have my some boy. Fish
0: and chips in Manchester and fucking Wembley Stadium. Uh so okay, so British Bulldog, that's your big pick. Who who are a couple guys you think that could win the rumble?
1: Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, who else? Um I don't know. Bret Hart. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Undertaker.
1: Ooh, Undertaker. Mm
0: -hmm. I like Undertaker. Yeah, everybody likes Undertaker. So we'll see. We're only a few episodes away. He's kind of emo like me. Yeah, (laughs) he's got the teardrop tattoo, so maybe he killed somebody in prison.
1: Yeah, but you know how, like, my tattoo, Mm -hmm. your tattoo, they fade with time. Over time. They don't look as, you know, dark as he's got it. And it's very, like, a big... Thing. it's never yeah, it's I've a, seen people that actually <laughs> have teardrop ca- tattoos yeah it's smaller yeah and it fades, it fades
0: yeah well yes. for sure for sure but okay 30 men bulldog I've being met people one of that them. have
1: killed people I guess then <laughs>
0: uh, yeah I guess so probably I guess so so bulldog big pick. Mm-hmm. So, like I explained, the rules before the rumble: the later you come into the match, the better opportunity you have to win. Because if a guy comes out right away, he's got to go through twenty nine. Oh other yeah, he's going to be exhausted. He's going to be out there all fucking night long. So obviously, the guys who start in the match who are earlier, they're going to be tired. They're going to be out there for a long time. They're not going to mm-hmm. have as good odds as somebody comes in twenty nine or thirty. So you'll see as each guy comes out, saying, "Oh." Bulldog came out at four. So what do we think his odds are now of winning it? Not that he comes out at four. I don't even remember what number Bulldog comes out at. But you'll see kind of the strategic value of the numbers in that match. Most important event of the year before WrestleMania. I'm so excited for your first Royal Rumble. Oh, boy. So exciting. But you know what else is exciting? One, One tree, tree fucking
1: hell best
0: episode eight Woohoo! the search for something more and it is not shannon more they're searching for
1: nope definitely not who
0: knows what they're searching for
1: something more something more <laughs> i guess yeah we
0: start with it's i guess is the day after the party
1: yep day after Brooke wakes up in Peyton's bed and she has no fucking idea what happened the last night yeah
0: she's straight fucked up like hung over shit
1: oh yeah and Peyton kind of has to tell her what happened with everything from the night before mm-hmm. oh she forced them to kiss like her and Lucas to kiss Everything that almost happened with her and Lucas that didn't end up happening. Lucas making the
0: worst decision of his life. Oh, my God. You know?
1: She messed things up that with Haley and Nathan, so that was pretty shitty of her. Yep. Now, Brooke is feeling like she needs to, you know, make some amends. Yep. I get it. I'd feel like that, too. Sure. Brooke decides to get them back together and get some... Karma to balance the scales. Good karma. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to Haley in the CD store and talks her into, hey, you're going to do this. You're going to go on a date. Talks to Nathan. You're going to go on a date. Meet a at the cafe. Date. <laughs> a date. A date. <laughs> Meet at the cafe. When Haley's off work, she's going, you're going
0: forget to mention that Nathan also sees Haley and she still does not want anything to do with him as <laughs> Lucas creeps in the corner. yeah, Cause
1: her and Lucas are at the CD store. That's yes. what happened. Her and Lucas are at the CD store and um, they're just going through checking some new music out. And Nathan walks in to talk mm-hmm. to Haley and Lucas excuses himself from the situation But he's standing at the back of the store, and you can clearly see him on the right side of the screen creeping.
0: Creeping like he's creeping on Peyton now. He's creeping on Haley, talking to Nathan. Well, I
1: mean, it's his best friend. He wants to make sure Sure. everything's okay. She doesn't, like, does she need backup? Does she not? Like, is she good? You know.
0: Yeah. Transitioning to Peyton and Brooke, they're at, I guess they're at the mall. And then trying no, on clothes. They're
1: at a store and it's a very specific store. It's store? not at the mall, but it's a, I don't know the store's name, but it's it makes a, a, reappe- a reappearance. It's
0: not a very good store if you can't remember the name.
1: I don't have to know the name. Okay. <laughs> Just hang on. It makes a reappearance. It's a okay. standalone store. It's not necessarily in a mall. Okay. 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 So they're trying on outfits, some kind of lingerie pieces, corsets, whatever. I like what
0: Peyton tries on.
1: The slutty cheetah print, whatever, top. I like what leopard, Peyton tries on. Whatever it is.
0: Yeah. I like it. Of
1: Excuse me, I'm your wife, and I'm sitting right here.
0: You said you dumped me for British Bulldog.
1: (laughs) You dumped me for Peyton.
0: One (laughs) hundred percent. But they're talking about a party at Duke. At Duke, yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, So college party, big
0: time college, big time basketball college, huge.
1: Yeah, they're ready. They're getting ready. They need to, you know, just meet some boys.
0: So that's kind of fun. Yeah. That's kind of the main kind of what's going on is there's this party that's going on at Duke. Brooke and Peyton are going to want to go to it because they're going to meet some college guys. It's kind of the foremost, like, primary story of the show. The secondary story of the show with Karen. now yeah. This is a big plot so point with her.
1: Karen gets a phone call, and Lucas is kind of listening to it. It's on the answering machine or whatever. The guy's leaving a message. She also had gotten a letter too, yeah. saying that she was invited to this school in Italy. And Lucas at home is hearing the message saying that she got invited to this school in it, Italy. Yeah, in Florence. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and he's like, "What the heck? Like, it's like a culinary it's a spam school or call?
0: Is a culinary school? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, which makes sense. Karen's got her cafe. She might want to brush up her skills a little bit, learn some new ones pretty awesome opportunity
0: yeah oh huge for her
1: but she's kind of thinking she shouldn't
0: go she's put her whole her whole life on hold for the longest time just for her son so in my opinion this is something she should probably take just because do she's for done nothing but take care of her son which you know a good mom does but now that he's older can take care of himself basically she can actually do something for herself for a change yeah so, babe, this date, date, mm-hmm. date,
1: Yeah, so Brooke, Party. again, Brooks making her rounds, talks to them, gets it all organized. She's planning the whole thing. So, um, Haley and Nathan are at the cafe. Nathan's waiting outside for her when she's done her shift. And she kind of forgets about it or kind of ignores the fact that it's going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, he's standing there waiting and he's got an envelope that Brooke has given him. And he's, they've kind of made a deal. He's like, we can go along with it. If you hate it, we can just end it. And he kind of convinces her to go because the first envelope says convince Haley to go. And then they have an address to go to.
0: Do you remember the address?
1: Uh, they end up at the store that Brooke and Peyton were originally at. Oh. That's why I was saying it was like kind on, of important, right?
0: And they're trying on, yeah, where they were trying on clothes, right? Yeah,
1: and specifically, it's a store that has a lot of kind of sluttier stuff, mm. right? So Haley's like horrified. She's Haley's like, not
0: bad. Hey, honestly, like I haven't really talked about Haley too much. Like it's more no. a bit about Peyton and Brooke and stuff, but like Bethany Joy Lens, like
1: not bad. Just you, you. wait. Not fucking bad.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She she wouldn't take over Peyton's number one distinction in my heart, though, would she?
1: Probably not in that way, just because Peyton and me are like spirit animals in this sense, like with One Tree Hill and me. Um, Emo bitches all the way, but Haley is fucking awesome. She seems like just a kind of whatever character right now but Um, Haley's fucking awesome
0: yeah i am interested to see like the character development the arcs that these characters go through over time because Yeah. yeah we're literally only eight episodes in yeah yeah she's great so we get to the duke party
1: Yes, the girls are in their slutty little outfits.
0: Looking for college boys.
1: And Brooke has vowed she's not going to drink tonight because (sighs) she's been drunk from what Peyton said earlier in the episode the last two weekends in a row. She's woken up at Peyton's place not knowing what happened the night before. Right. So she's saying she's not going to drink. She's designated driver. Someone's trying to offer them drinks. They're kinda scoping out boys. Um, Brooke is trying to find a guy for Peyton and a guy for her, but just finds a guy for her.
0: Yeah. This loserly looking whatever dude. And then Peyton goes off, opens some random door. Well the door was open. Or was the door already he, open? She's Oh yeah, she kinda scanning
1: around the party yeah. and she walks by this room and she hears some music that's like okay, this is kind of more my jam. And she starts talking to the dude. She meets Gabe. Talking music. Gabe.
0: Gabe.
1: Gabe. I hate this motherfucker.
0: Yeah, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. Like, I thought Brooke was a real heel in the last episode. This guy is, like, a whole entirely different level of heel.
1: Brooke is doing. You don't know that right away. Brooke is doing some, like, redemption stuff right now right so you're kind of seeing her turn a little bit which is nice um and it's also nice to not see her in that terrible of a light like the last episode because that's not that's not brooke 24 7 sure you need to know that
0: we've seen the worst of her now she's going for this fucking baby face turn apparently we're gonna get this big gigantic brooke baby face turn Yeah. It's kind of fucking wild.
1: Yeah. Anyways, Peyton's talking to this guy. They're talking music. She's calling him out for painting his nails. And he's kind of, he's saying, oh, you don't look like a girl that would kind of listen to this. And she's like, I'm not about the uniform. I'm about the music. Yeah.
0: And then she makes the fatal mistake. She takes a drink from him, but she did not watch him pour this drink. And if, any ladies out there, know Never. Cardinal sin, rule never, number one.
1: Never, ever accept a drink that's been poured by somebody where you didn't see it get poured. Mm-hmm, never. What you never do? know what happened. It could be perfectly fine. You never know. But someone could slip something in there.
0: And that's exactly what this motherfucker did. Heal <gasps> number one. This guy's worse than Dan Scott like he's terrible dan scott wouldn't fucking do this to some young girl Uh, you never
1: know (laughs) No, i'm kidding i don't think so (laughs) he's a
0: heel but he ain't fucking like this level of heel this guy's an absolute piece of shit
1: yeah gonna roofie this chick and then try and take advantage of her exactly
0: what a fucking garbage human being hate this guy fucking date rape drug unreal
1: well and in the meantime Brooke or not Brooke sorry Haley and Nathan are on their date they find the card in this store that they're looking for. Is that what this store is called? I forget what it's called okay but anyways they find the card they read it they have to buy something for each other and exchange it before they go go to this new address, seems
0: like this date's starting to turn around though. Like it's yeah, you know, they're having seem fun, to be having fun, and it's nice to see them where they're not about tutoring or at some weird party or whatever. They actually, or get to spend a little bit of time together, yeah. just them, right, doing something fun.
1: It's really neat, and so, anyways, they pick each other's things and trade them outside the store Haley went safe and got Nathan a pair of socks Yep, <laughs> and Nathan seemed to get her a really pretty dress or top or something mm-hmm. it was very she yep. was very she it. into it and she's like oh like thank you and then they go to this restaurant where it's right by the harbor or whatever they can see the water they're sitting outside
0: yeah having a good time you know who's not having a good time is fucking peyton
1: (laughs) oh poor peyton
0: yeah it's pretty bad and she totally realizes that she got slipped something but she's at the point where she can't even really fucking do anything about it so of course dude fucking locks the door he turns up the music he's just just the biggest fucking human garbage trying to take her jacket off of her oh yeah but Who makes the big baby face turn and saves the fucking day?
1: Brooke is trying to find where Peyton is. She's trying to call her. And Peyton has her phone in her pocket and realizes someone's trying to call her. So she pulls it out and accepts the call, but has her phone kind of stashed Mm -hmm. away so that he wouldn't see it. And so Brooke is able to find where, you know where he is or where she is she gets the guy's roommate to unlock the door and is able to kind of get you know the guy off of her yeah get some backup and
0: get her out of there
1: get her out of that situation um another college student a female sees what's going on and she follows them out to the steps for the dorm and is trying to help take care of her i guess she's like in health she's I don't know. A med student. Yeah. I guess. Yeah.
0: Pretty serious shit here. We're in episode eight and like we got already got date rave drug and this fucking crazy rapist dude. And it's like, holy fuck.
1: He's creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Brooke right away calls Lucas.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Thinking who should she call first? And she calls Lucas.
1: Smart move though. Lucas is. And I think. I think Brooke knows this that. Lucas has a good head on his shoulders and will be there to save the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: She knows that even though everything got fucked up the night before, she was a bitch, whatever, he's still going to come through, especially for Peyton.
0: Oh, my God. And Lucas gets the call and he fucking jets over there in the fucking tow truck.
1: So fast.
0: So fucking fast. And he is fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin here, straight up. He is a bad motherfucker. He's rolling right in there, and he's going to fucking beat the shit out of anybody who did anything to Peyton. He don't fucking care.
1: Well, that's the thing. The med student says they need to know what he drugged her with, and then they'd be able to find out, like, what's going to happen with her if she was going to be okay. So he needs to go back into the dorm, And find the guy and figure out what it was. So he he storms. He goes in there. Brooke leads him in, leaves Peyton with the med student because she knows she can be trusted. Yep. And uh, yeah.
0: He fucking stomps a mud hole in this piece of shit and walks it dry.
1: Oh, God. He's got a
0: good working right hand, might I say. Oh, man.
1: I was like. That was a close fist. Oh, yeah, Lucas. You get him. and yeah it was great go Lucas they find out what it was they find the drugs take them away and uh, it was awesome yep (laughs) back at Haley and Nathan's date the
0: wedding's tomorrow
1: You don't know that the
0: wedding's tomorrow. They're already signed, sealed, delivered. They're falling in love. It's you don't know that they're
1: still at this date, right? And they have to order each other the other person's favorite thing off the menu. Yeah, and nathan's like making a joke like oh no chance you like lobster or something and she orders him mac, mac and, and cheese, and, cheese. <laughs>
0: and she says mac and cheese is it's the food, food of the, of the gods. gods and
1: i agree yeah
0: well i agree with nathan's statement of yeah maybe for a fucking five-year-old <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, and then Nathan's buddies from the basketball team mm. kind of spot them and roll on up to say hi. And Nathan and reverts
0: to his fucking fieldness. Well,
1: that's the thing. Tim asks if it's a date and Nathan's like, no, no, no it's not a date. Cause obviously he's with the nerdy girl. Yeah. he doesn't want to come off as a loser Big like basketball hanging Basketball the...
0: hanging out with the tutor and Dan even earlier in this episode shades the fuck out of Haley too saying yeah. why the fuck would Nathan be with some weird nerdy bitch like this
1: well and then making shade towards like her dad and yeah. oh, Dan sucks if no like no one can be better to, than Dan in Dan's eyes
0: oh yeah Dan's fucking number one I hate him he's the best the fuck real.
1: <laughs> so Haley clearly gets pissed off because time and time again she tries to give him a chance and then he fucks it up somehow. Yep. Um and then Lucas drives Brooke and Peyton to Peyton's house. They make sure she's in bed give her what she needs, make water, make sure she's, make sure care she's okay. Yeah. Um, Brooke tries to say, you know, if you want to leave, I've got it from here. And Lucas says, I would be worried all night if I left.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's all worried about Peyton, but it also gives time for Lucas to talk to Brooke a little bit more through the night. And they start sharing some. He sees some, a different light. And they start sharing some deep shit between each other too. She's not just this. You know, she doesn't have all the pomp and circumstance of this, you know, pretty fucking cheerleader girl. There's actually some real life shit that has gone on with her and she tells him about it and it feels like Brooke, almost more sympathy for her character at this point. Yeah.
1: Brooke is is really sweet. She has this exterior where she's just the party girl, but that's more of a cover for her.
0: I feel that Lucas could maybe be falling for Brooke a little bit too. Mhm. Yeah, cuz obviously he's like team Peyton, but like this night especially. Well,
1: especially from the night before. Mhm. Oh yeah. He wanted to hook up with Peyton and Peyton doesn't want the same things that he does. So,
0: but now- obviously,
1: like have you ever been interested in a girl and she hasn't been interested in you back? So Mm -hmm. what do you do? You don't keep... Go for somebody else. Don't keep just pining over her. You find your next target.
0: Yeah. And maybe this is exactly what Lucas is doing. Because his next
1: target is sure as hell not going to be Haley. That's his best friend. It's like they're siblings.
0: No. And she's already (laughs) going to have a wedding with Nathan anyways, too.
1: Oh, lordy. You (laughs) don't know that. I can predict. Lucas stays with Brooke through the night while watching uh Peyton. Brooke ends up falling asleep at some point and you know, Lucas gets to talk to Peyton on all by herself. And she's apologetic about the other night.
0: Yep. She is. It and sucks. after all of this, Karen Uh, Went out for a date with Keith and they talked about Italy and whether she should go or not. Yeah. For obvious reasons, Keith is very sad about this if she is going. But honestly, it's only going to be for six weeks top. So it's really not that long.
1: Yeah, it's not that long. And he knows how much she's put on hold for Lucas. So he's all there. He's like, you know, if you want to go, like I'm I can stay with Lucas.
0: Yeah. So Karen gets back home and obviously in the morning, Lucas finally gets home after all this shit that has happened and she <laughs> starts coming at him for coming home so thrilled. late, not calling, not doing any of that stuff. But Lucas explains everything and Karen goes, oh, that is a pretty good that's reason. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty fair. good reason to.
1: But now she's feeling like she shouldn't go to Italy with all of this going with on. With all
0: this shit that's happening, she feels, no, maybe I shouldn't do this. Too late, fucking (laughs) Lucas already (laughs) fucking bought her a one-way, fucking no return flight.
1: With the emergency credit card. With the emergency
0: credit card, no refunds, you're fucking going, too bad, so sad for you, go live your life. Yeah. So it's good on Lucas for realizing that she needs to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, gives him a little bit of time too, to do his own thing without his mom.
0: But the only issue we're having here is Karen's Cafe, is that mm-hmm. she has this business to run and she can't really afford to shut down for six weeks. And fair enough that you're sure Haley could help out, but I don't think she can completely run the business oh, by can't herself. She's she goes got to school, school all this. Tutoring tutors, all this shit. So she can't really run it. Yeah. So we stand Deb again.
1: Deb is going to take one for the team. She's going to stop going to work for the foundation and she's going to go and work for Karen while Karen's away. Run things. Haley's going to teach her the big stuff. Um, and yeah, it's going to work out great. Karen doesn't have to worry. She can go on her trip.
0: Yeah, amazing. We Love stand it. just like you stand British Bulldog. I stand <laughs> fucking Deb. Just the fucking hero that we needed. Mm-hmm. Fucking Deb is gonna run Karen's cafe while she's gone for six fucking weeks.
1: Then we cut to Haley's house. Nathan's throwing rocks at the window and Haley she's makes an there. appearance. <laughs> Here Haley walks around the corner and she's like That's my parents That's room. my parents' room. <laughs> so I have this whole thing. She's like, you keep fucking up. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And he's
0: throwing Rocky Mayavias at her window.
1: Did you notice that the song that was uh, playing at the time was Dare You to Move by Switchfoot?
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Switchfoot sucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I used to love Switchfoot back in the day. Back when I was working at the Christian camp.
0: We don't even need to go to Morningwood Wood <laughs> or Stillwood, Stillwood or whatever the fucking wood it was. <laughs> but it was. I'm sure there was a lot of wood and it wasn't getting taken care of at Morning Stillwood.
1: It was a great song for the moment. They kiss, they've made up
0: oh, they have their big it's embrace, so they finally romantic. have their kiss and like I said, this wedding's gonna happen. Possibly by the end of the season and then a kid by the first couple episodes of season two. Oh, I, it's got to happen. It's happening.
1: Man. <laughs> <laughs> These are Sean's predictions. My
0: predictions. Wedding by the end of the season. That's the season finale. Also with four more car, car accidents. And then <laughs> the kid comes probably early second season. I would assume.
1: All right, let's see how much he's gotten right so far.
0: See. Uh, oh, yeah, blue punch buggy, no take backs.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> Lucas also has to drive Brooke back to the university so that she can get her car. He makes sure that she's going to be okay driving on her own. Does he want her to, or does she want him to follow her just to make sure? And she said she'll be fine. They had a nice sweet conversation. And- what is it
0: with fucking driving up on grass with these fucks? Do they not care about the poor goddamn groundskeepers of the river court and all these places where they just keep driving up on the lawn? Like do I guess they have not- do they have no fucking whatsoever
1: feelings
0: do they not feelings for the
1: grass
0: feelings for the groundskeeper has to deal with all these fucking tire marks on his goddamn lawn all the time that's who i feel for here is the fucking groundskeeper the guy who mows the Brooke
1: pulls up on the grass at the river court bitch she wants to go and hang out and watch lucas play some ball because you know she's really uh feeling that D. Uh, And then she sits down on the picnic table with his mouth mouth and says, oh, you know, you're cute. Do you have a girlfriend? And she's, you could see that crush starting for mouth.
0: For mouth, yeah. For Brooke, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: he's like, "Oh, this hot cheerleader called me (gasps) cute? Oh my god. Oh my
0: god. I'm in love. Holy shit. (laughs) Now, no, we touched on how Deb's going to run Karen's Cafe. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind the whole time, I'm thinking, what the fuck is she going to tell Dan? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Your ex-wife has a fucking cafe. Now your current wife is going to run- Not
1: ex-wife because they never got married.
0: Whatever. His ex-girlfriend. Whatever. They have a kid together. They're basically fucking married. They had a kid together. <laughs> his fucking ex. Now his current wife- that he has a kid with is going to run his ex's fucking cafe while the ex gets to go to Italy and she's not with the foundation during this time. You know, Dan's going to fucking short well, and circuit. Then
1: obviously, Keith, his brother, is driving Karen to the airport, right? Yeah. Like. You know, I love when Keith is pulling Karen's suitcase out of the house to load it in the car.
0: Oh, he's like,
1: you're only going for six weeks, but it's like a big suitcase.
0: Oh, it's a gigantic fucking suitcase. It'll probably take Vader or gasoline or the undertaker to lift this fucking suitcase also reminds me of your weekend or overnight suitcase <laughs>
1: overnight <laughs> excuse Actually,
0: me that one's kind of generous honestly it's probably two or three times bigger for an overnight suitcase for you because i remember a time when we went for an overnight to go see a bob ross art exhibit in pendicton and you packed for that and i'm like are we packing for a three-week trip or are we packing for an overnight because holy shit, dude, <laughs> I got to have my fall clothes. I got to have my summer clothes. I got to have... 17 pairs of undies. I got to bring my fucking AC unit. (laughs) I got to bring my fucking huge water bottle. I got to bring forks and knives just in case they don't have forks and knives where we're going. I got to bring some silverware. I got to bring some pictures on the wall if I don't like the pictures in the hotel. (laughs) I have to bring. That's
1: something that's going to come up later on in the series.
0: (laughs) 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 But I digress. You, You overpack. Straight not up. that bad you're fucking over back like karen that's nothing compared to you and that's for six weeks
1: <laughs> wow i feel called out guys you're called out pack <sighs> less overnight i need my phone
0: charger i need to fucking change clothes and two or three pairs of shoes
1: Two or three pairs of shoes. (laughs) I probably pack two pairs of shoes, flip-flops or my slides, and then my sneakers or my boots.
0: Along with your entire skincare routine. I don't really do a skincare routine. 17 moisturizers for your left elbow and then your right elbow. It's
1: my makeup. I have a lot of makeup.
0: That's a whole nother bag.
1: I don't do a massive skincare routine. Does my skin look overly broken out to you? No. Exactly. I don't need a massive skincare routine. I've never had a massive skincare routine.
0: Your your makeup bag is probably a secondary bag on top of this gigantic bag. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and then you'll have another bag. My for...
1: purse, <laughs> diaper bag. If Flynn's coming with us.
0: <laughs> Safe to say you do overpack. Neither here nor there.
1: And you know what? I usually don't end up wearing more than half the things i just bring you need options you need options you know how like sometimes you try on an outfit and you're like you know i really like this outfit but i don't like the way it's sitting on me right now it's touching my skin weird and i don't like it so you need to have an option that's more comfortable for that or whatever
0: i'm a guy i don't even know what you're you're speaking a different language right now i don't even know what you're talking about right now anyways karen kisses keith (laughs) right holy shit dude it finally fucking happened she's literally leaving for six weeks and this is my partying gift to you and she
1: fucking kisses keith well he or she asked him so you know how you said that i have good intentions or not good intentions good instincts that's what i meant yeah good instincts and i should you know follow them or whatever and then she uh she kisses
0: and then she gets into the security line. That's probably the shortest security I line I've know, ever right? seen in my entire life. And this is a post nine eleven show as well, T-C. I think that security line would be a little longer. I've been on many planes and many airports, and I don't think I've ever seen a security line this short.
1: No, never.
0: Yeah, no, it's kind of wild.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's where it kind of ends. Is uh, looking at Lucas's gigantic nose.
1: It's not gigantic, it's just the way that it like kind of slopes at the end. you like if you look at him side profile, it comes down, but then it gets to a point where it really juts out like you know goes down and then out.
0: It's a natural canopy. It's if he was <laughs> smoking in the rain the the cigarette wouldn't light out because
1: light out. Go out?
0: Go out, sure. <laughs> the cigarette wouldn't go out because his nose would be an umbrella for that cigarette. Wow. Or <laughs> joint. Whatever. Yeah, You know. Yeah. It's a natural canopy. Pick your poison. It's a natural canopy. <laughs> so that would be the end of episode eight. Quite a bit happened in this one. I, I don't know. I think I enjoyed the party at Dan's episode a little more. I gave that one a
1: 3.16. I thought you said after we watched the episode that you kind of liked this Going one Going back
0: and thinking about everything, and I'm like, no, I think I enjoyed the last episode a little bit more.
1: Okay, so what would you rate this one? Well, I one? gave
0: that one a 3.16. I, I like this one not as much, but you pretty much. You
1: should have close. given this one a 3.16 because yesterday, 3.16, you know, we're recording this a little Stumple bit in advance. Steve Austin Day. A.K.A. our anniversary, and we didn't even spend time together really on our anniversary.
0: Last two hours of the day, we did three point one six for that last episode. This one I like, but not as much as that one. So probably three point one one. Okay, loses loses five tenths.
1: Okay, yeah, still the best episode so
0: far is episode six. Oh my god, what a banger! <laughs> I love yeah, that one. nothing's gonna touch that one. I think for a little while, but we will see. Yeah. Going forward, so next week we'll be going over the next episode of Monday Night Raw and episode nine and episode nine of One Tree Hill.
1: That's kind of the point of this. We go episode by episode, episode through by the episode, series, whatever. Going through, so it. it only makes sense. This was episode eight. Next one is episode nine.
0: Ooh, and then maybe episode 10 after the next one? Yeah. And then episode 11, dare oh. I say episode 12 after that? Right. Mm, chronological order. You know what's funny is that <laughs> chronological order is a hilarious thing because when people are inside a grocery store, when they're in like aisle four and they're asking, oh, where's this? And they're like, hey, it's in aisle five. And I'm like, is it that way or is it? this way and they're like well if you ever took grade one you would know that the aisles are in chronological order so yeah maybe five is probably pretty close to number four
1: (laughs) I mean especially where you work some people might not be that smart Uh,
0: no comment brother (laughs) (laughs) join us next week For more Tree Hill Wrestling Federation, check us out. Spotify, Amazon, Deezer, Deezer, all the weird named streaming services and podcast sites. iHeartRadio. All of them. And, of course, at TreeHillWF.podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Send us a like. Send us a comment. Send us. How... Get your
1: friends to check us out.
0: Yeah, force your friends to check <laughs> us out, <laughs> a la dudesy. <laughs> Just yeah, really enjoying it. Thank you for listening. Appreciate all the love. And until next week,
1: Sean bids you adieu. Why
0: don't you bid them adieu? Because
1: I say bye, bitch. Uh, fuck. Oh, wow.